On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, everything is falling apart. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 24 of the Bolts broadcast. I'm Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me today, and oh boy, Chase, this is quite the episode we're coming back to. It's been a week since we recorded, we had a great time with Christmas and everything, but this is not going to be a fun episode to record, that's for sure. It's a shit show. It is, uh, I, you know, I feel bad for everyone listening right now, because this is kind of going to be like a rant of an episode, kind of. Uh, we're going to talk about some Tampa stuff right off the bat and talk about the big win on Tuesday against the Montreal Canadiens, preview a couple games. But other than that, like it's just going to be ripping everything that's been happening with World Juniors. I've even got a little bit of complaints having to do with the NHL and what they've been doing. So it's going to be a bit of a rant, but anyone that wants to know our true emotion on some of these things, you're going to get it, that's for sure. But mm-hmm. before we hop into that, how was the Christmas, Chase? Was it a good one? Were yeah, you able to I mean, see some family? It was all right. No, couldn't see any family. Um, nice. Because there was just too many people with COVID cases in my family. So we just we chilled at home. It was just me, my parents, my brother, my girlfriend. Um, and then my other brother, his wife, and kids. So like, you saw some family, but we normally get together with a pretty big group, like around 40 to 50 on Christmas. So that didn't happen this year. You know, is what it is. Kind of saw it coming. Still chilled. Got to watch some football. So got you know, got some stuff. I can't really complain too much, though. How about you? Uh, pretty much the same thing because we had a bunch of stuff planned and my sister came back from Colorado and she had to get tested a couple of times because her husband's family, a little bit, um, nervous about the COVID stuff where they needed to get tested three times before they actually came over. Uh, that third test, they were positive. We were with them the night before they tested positive. So we kind of went down to lockdown. All of our family that were coming over decided to cancel And then instead of actually staying with us because they already exposed us, my sister and her husband decided to drive back to Colorado. So that was interesting. Very. Um, But I've I've taken, uh, it was five days after my first exposure, took the COVID test, uh, clear. So I'm feeling great. So I'm very happy about that. But yeah, kind of a bummer of a Christmas, but we got some upgrades to the studio. So that's always fun. And now we get to talk about like the one thing that we were looking forward to this whole week, World Juniors, and how we were so excited for it. And after the commercial break, we're going to get into why that's no longer the case. But I guess first up, we should talk about COVID and the new CDC mandate and how the NHL has um, decided to go along with the CDC mandate and uh, fix their guidelines. Yep, so the isolation quarantine guidelines may have been shifted from 10 days with a positive test while vaccinated. Or actually, if I'm not mistaken, it actually might be just I think all it's people. everyone, yeah. Um, but before, you know, before when you're vaccinated, the, the timeline is quicker. But I think now now it's um, linear. So everybody, um, after five days of, of, you know, testing positive, once you have five days, no symptoms, I should say, um, then you're, you're good to... Go out there and, and, and vibe and do your thing again. NHL is going to do the same thing. Uh, so if you pop up on the COVID list, you're going to be on the list a little bit longer as long as you're progressing okay, which is good. Um, you know, NHL players are 
all vaccinated except for one, as we, as we know, <laughs> nice. which is funny. Um, but beside the point, even you know, vaccinated, not vaccinated, these guys are all very healthy people. They're they're yeah. all you know superior athletes, so they're more likely to be able to get over you know the symptoms and and the sickness of these types of things quickly because their their body is in great condition and, and in great shape to be able to do that. So this is probably a good thing where. You know, someone might have been sitting out five, six, seven extra days for no reason when they were truly perfectly healthy and had no chance of submitting anything else just because of the minimum days they had to be on there. So this this really works out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we talked about it. Was it last episode that we talked about the taxi squad is going to make a brief return, mm-hmm. uh, which I like a lot. And I'll get into more when we start uh, airing out some of our frustrations. But I think this is a good step for the NHL um, and the CDC approves it, so you know it's it's good to be approved here by the NHL. But let's get in some Tampa news uh, today. They recall Remy Ellie. Yeah, I mean, it just I'm not making news. <laughs> no, no, but you know, like a little roster movement. Never, never. Yeah. We 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 generally don't like say roster moves too often, especially if they don't. If they happen on a day we're recording, we'll bring it up. But like, if it happens, you know, two, three, four days before we record, then like you already know they're there. So we kind of don't even bother, but this just happened. I saw it as I was making the docs. Like, you know, I can throw it on there. He, he might get a game here or there just with uh, the way that the lightning is on that with guys on the COVID list. Um, not, not impossible, but he's probably just an extra body, but you know who did get in a game on Tuesday. I, I do know who did get in a game. The on Tuesday. absolute legend, exceptional player status, Sean day making his NHL debut. Love to see it. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it was, you know, something he, he got, We'll talk about it during the game. Well, we we'll go over the game, which is about to be right now, anyway. Yeah, I mean, the reason he played uh, the team, obviously dealing with some COVID stuff and uh, having to play with a very pieced together roster, but it didn't matter because we still took the took the dub. You know, five four overtime win. They really screwed me here. I bet the under. I had a yep. parlay. Texas Tech won. All Tampa needed to do was keep this game under eight goals total, and goes overtime. It's nine goals. Could have just you know stopped Montreal. Kristoff Kale Clegg from getting his first NHL goal, scored the go-ahead goal, won the game in regulation, boom. But no, they had to crush my hearts. Anyway, uh, you know, at least we got the win out of this one. Um, you know, as you mentioned, Sean Day made his NHL debut, played less than seven minutes, did not belong on the ice. Um, but, you know, positive news, Braden Point made his return finally. So, so that was good to see. Big effort, two goals and assists for yeah, three points. Quite the he, return. He played, yeah, he, he played great. Um, and... You know, props to Maxime Legacy. Had to, had to get the spot start net today. Uh, you know, he kind of is not a, that great of a goalie, to be honest, and put it in, in, in nice terms. Um, but, you know, he if you need him to start here and there, maybe he can go, come up with something special. Um, today wasn't anything special, but he did enough to help the team win. That's all you can ask for. Absolutely. Andre Palak and the OT winner. You love to see it. Uh, now let's look forward to a couple games we've got coming up on the schedule We have a game against the Florida Panthers here on Thursday. But then Friday and Sunday, we have a home-and-home where uh, we will host the Rangers, and then we'll head over to New York. So let's first talk about that Tampa-Florida game. What do we expect here? Uh, Florida obviously started off very hot. They were sitting first place in the Atlantic for quite some time. Tampa has now overtaken them. What do we expect from this game? Well, we know we're going to see Bob because Spencer Knight's sitting down in the American League after a really rough season so far. So Bob's been playing pretty solid. Slowed down a little bit recently, but still been playing overall okay. Um, if he stands on his head, it's going to be a tough game. If he plays at about average, still not going to be an easy game. I think it should be a pretty good back-and-forth matchup. 
a matchup I'm still going to take Tampa Bay in. I mean, I've been, I'm going to take us in almost every single game this year, to be honest. Especially if Vasilevsky can get back in the net. He, I don't know what his um, exact status is in terms of days on on the list. But if he can't, then, you know, Maxim Legacy is going to have to go and you know, play his heart out. Yeah, and right now the season series is tied. So this will be for the lead. Uh, so far, Florida beat us 4-1. to one. We beat them 3-2. to two. So we've got the most recent win, but they've got the better win so far. So Tampa definitely going to be trying to extend their lead over the Atlantic Division with a big win over the Florida Panthers. Uh, the home-and-home. Uh, these games are, are always actually pretty exciting for me. I like seeing teams go back-to-back, especially when they're at their own ranks. So I'm excited for this one. Uh, the Rangers have been doing pretty well this year, and it surprises me a little bit just because we know how poor they are at actually um, growing and developing their young guys. But the Rangers been performing Pretty good up to this point. So really quick, I don't want to forget this point. Uh, but, but like you mentioned, you like seeing teams play each other back, like you know, back to back games. And I like I like seeing it spread out in terms of you know, like if if you're playing a team at home in um, October, then at home again in March. You know, it's two different opportunities to see that that opposing team as a home home team fan. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if Edmonton's coming down twice a year. Then you get you know a chance to see Edmonton blah blah blah, but you know if one if they come one weekend and then you can't go see the games and you don't get to see them, you know that sucks. But you know it, it still is cool to see because you, you know you get to get immediate retribution against a team that possibly beats you or you have to try to defend yourself right away. So I'm kind of a fan of it as well. Um, and you know this was something that was proposed by the, by the players. Uh, Jonathan Taves is a big proponent of this, mm-hmm. um, where if especially when you play the teams three four times a year, whichever place hosts to you know like, so in, in this series we got the Rangers twice we host. We are three times, and we host them twice. We go there once. So, and how this would work, you would host the Tampa Tampa Lightning would host the Rangers on like a Friday and a, and a Sunday, for example. So you know, wouldn't have to travel; you could just stay there. And then you know, when Tampa would go up to New York, they would hit the Rangers, then they would hit the Islanders, hit the Sabers. They hit all those teams, um, and it would just minimize travel and like save the NHL actually a lot of money in terms of that, mm-hmm. in terms of travel and stuff. But of course, the NHL voted against it because it's the NHL. Yeah, but and anyway, beside the point, I just I just want to talk about that because I would like to see that more often too, and I think we're gonna start seeing it in the future. I think it's bound to crack. Anyway, it's gonna be uh yeah a, a solid game. This is a good roster. You know, it, it's a different roster without Pavel Buchnevich on the team. Um, I, I don't still don't understand that trade, but Mika Zibanejad, uh, Martemi Panarin, Chris Kreider, those guys have all been playing pretty good. Capocacco is you know finding himself a little bit still is quite underwhelming. Uh, same thing with that Alexi Lafreniere. Those guys kind of are disappointing, but you know they're still at least kind of helping out their team in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, I would say that we got a pretty fair advantage in this one, though. We definitely need to step up uh, on the offensive side. It's good to have Braden Point back because Igor Shosturkin really playing like a, a, a Vesna caliber goalie right now, sitting at 13-3-2, yeah. and two, a nine three seven save percentage, one of the best goalies in the league this season. So it's going to be fun to see two goalies going head-to-head that are at the top of their games, and it's going to be a good one. Um, I think I'll give it a 1-1 split. I usually like to go Tampa, you know, 2-0, but this is a good team. This is a team that has been doing pretty well recently as well, so I'll give it a 1-1 split. What are you thinking here? You know, I, I like the 1-1 one, one split, so I'm going to go with 2-0 Tampa Bay anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> what if I just, like, went very out there and said Tampa's losing the game at home but winning the game away? Weird, but go ahead. Be interesting, wouldn't go it? Go ahead. Make, make that prediction. Do it right now. Do it. I want to look at the uh, the home away records real quick for Tampa. 
Uh, well, I mean, both are really good, obviously, but yeah, no 11-3-2 and 10-3-2, and so there's really, like, no difference. No, we're just cracked. Let's look at the Rangers. The Rangers are much better away, actually. 11-4-2 away, and then 8-3-2 and at home. I guess they just have more games away. Yeah. <laughs> okay, both teams are in the same boat. Whatever. I'm doing a 1-1 split. I'm not going to... I'm not going to predict which one specifically but uh that's going to do it for our tampa talk we are going to do a quick commercial break but on the other side of the commercial break we're going to be talking about all the beef we have with the nhl world juniors etc hockey fans the DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl has a no-brain offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Uh, make sure if you have any betting needs like Chase has recently to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, Chase, it is... Okay, wait, yeah? I'm giving you the finger. Not, not the middle finger. The number one finger. Tell me to hold up. Finger. Um, I didn't know that was what it was called. I thought it was the pointer finger. Nope, nope. That's the number one. Oh, okay. um, so I just, but I didn't have this in the news thing. I literally just read this. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to mention some IIHF news, but uh, right before that news broke, this, this apparently was snuck in there real quick. Uh, Logan Mayu, who was the guy that the Canadians selected in the first round after he was kicked off of his Swedish team for, you know, the sexual misconduct allegations and stuff. Uh, he was just reinstated into the OHL. I know that's going to go pretty under the radar based on all the other news that's going on. So we wanted to put that out there so that that is said here on a platform so people understand that it is happening. That is uh, something, and that will yeah. definitely get some some talking going it, on for sure. It, it's it's already starting to get flack on Twitter. Sure it is. Yeah. All right, As now, it should. Yep. Now we can move on to the absolute other travesties going on in the hockey world. All right, well, let's start with the Olympics, yeah? Yeah. And how uh, some NHL players um, not super excited that they are no longer going over. Marshawn just let it fly on Twitter saying pretty much it's bullshit that the NHL never wanted them to go in the first place, blah, blah, blah. That's fair. Taylor Hall backed him up on that one. Um, Zach Renato, a shit ton of players I've seen backing him up. A lot of players speaking up now saying that it's very clear that they never want us to go in the first place. Why would they make these promises then just go back on their promises? Because that's that's just kind of what the NHL does. The NHL, they are not very for their players. They are um, really behind, when I like especially compared to some other sports. I really think that they're behind in, in almost all departments. And they, they really got to figure it out, you know. If you just tell players, look, 
like COVID shit's still going on. Our revenue's down. We just cannot make this work because the because uh, the Olympic Committee is not going to give us enough of a share in order for us to make it okay to send you guys. And like players would say, you know, that's kind of bullshit. But at the same time, we semi understand it because we are under these contracts. Where if you say, yeah, we're going to make it work, and then you keep dragging, oh, we're going to make it work, we're going to make it work. Then in December, you're like, eh, I don't know. And then you know, a month and a half before the fucking games. You decide to cancel the last second and say, no, you're not going. That's going to piss them off because you broke some promises and not, you know, it, it's just the NHL. They like to put themselves in bad situations like this. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. Under promise and overperform. Like, yes, we hate, hate, hate when our buddy Johnny doesn't give us a clear cut answer, but at the same time, he never tells us he'll be at something and then doesn't show up. So we can't be mad at them for something like that when there has been other people that have said they would be at something. Like other people with the same name. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, and they just haven't shown up. And that's when it gets really annoying. So I can definitely see the frustrations coming out of the NHL players. I'm even frustrated because I wanted to see them play in the Olympics so badly. Don't promise something if you can't stick to it. Agreed. But, but as we're transitioning to the next news... Maybe this is even more reason to go with a younger Olympic Games for hockey. Okay. Because. Continue. The IAHF continues to be a complete joke and has now officially canceled the rest of the U-20 World Juniors. What, did we want to get into the NHL stuff first? No. No, because I want to bring this up because the transition worked too well. Okay. Okay, that's fine. You want to pick your you want to pick your bone now, or you want to pick your bone after I rant. Well, I want to pick my bone with both of these, with the NHL and World Junior. So okay. you can hop you, into the you're world. You're gonna you're gonna have more of a bone to pick with the NHL. So I'm gonna let you finish strong because I'm gonna need to save my my wind for having to read the outro. Okay. Go ahead. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the dumbass International Ice Hockey Federation, you know, since since Luke Tardif has come in into. I don't. I guess the. I think he's the president. I think it's the role since he's coming to that position. Things have been kind of wonky. Uh, the cancellation of tournaments. You know, the women's tournaments are the main culprits of this. It really seems like you know they say that it's, it's there's nothing driven in, in towards of gender sexism in this. It's just how it's worked out. But the, it's pretty evident. You know, the women's games have gotten gotten pretty shafted here. Uh, you know, some of the men's games have too. And this is just the latest example. These kids are already in Edmonton. They're already in Red Deer. They're already in Alberta. They're in Canada. They came from, you know, these 10 different countries. You know, obviously the Canadians stayed there. Then the rest came from out of the country. But they're, they're all in this area already. That Last year they did a bubble. It worked out pretty well. There was, no, there was really no cases once they were in the bubble. Some coming in, like Germany had to play pretty short for, for some parts of the tournament. But, like, once they were in, they, they were good. Um, and, and this year they, you know... Like there were some cases, so they had to cancel game. They cancel one game, then another. So you know, USA had a forfeit. Then today, the Czechs had a forfeit. Rush had a forfeit, and then they're like, you know what? We're just gonna cancel all the games instead. Now that everyone's here, because mm-hmm. the IIHF doesn't know how to put together a tournament. They saw last year's bubble, as I just mentioned, and said that this was a horrible idea. That this works so well that we we should not do it again. We're gonna put these teams into hotels with other guests. There, there's a wedding party at the one hotel that I know the team USA and team Sweden are staying in. Um, like, like, why would you not get one hotel or if you need two, completely exclusive to only world junior players and staff where there's no one else interacting with them except for the workers. And it just, it minimizes the, the, the risk of possibly getting, you know, these outside COVID cases. Um, if, if there's a chance that games are even going to be canceled for, for these reasons, why would you even put that, put on the event in the first place? You know, 
Like, like once guys are here, it should be like, all right, they're here. We're going to find ways to play these games. We did it last year. We can do it this year. But instead, the IHF was making shit up on the fly. They're like, oh, we're going to try this. Okay, now we're going to try this. Okay, now we're going to try this. And now we're just going to cancel it because everything we've tried has been a mon- monumental failure because we've put no planning into anything. So they've com- they've just made a complete mockery of themselves. They, they are doing a, a horrible job, um, you know, growing the game, creating a safe environment for the game, doing things the right way. Because they're just they're crushing the women's competitions, they're crushing the men's competitions. They're they're just they're crushing everything, and it's really sad to see. Yeah, and I saw people tweeting out that hey, I'm so glad that you canceled the women's tournament just to put on the men's tournament so that you could cancel that one too. Yeah, like, and here's the thing: if the IIHF was like, well, we want to have this to be like a public viewing with fans, and you know, make a little bit more money with you know tickets getting sold and stuff, you can still do that if you still have your players in somewhat of a bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, you legit just take a whole whole hotel for all of your teams and staff, like Chase was saying, and they don't need to interact with fans or anyone else through the hotel, but you can still have fans at the actual games mm-hmm. and still make the money. So it's just stupid, and hockey in general, NHL, IHF, to me, it feels like they are so far behind when it comes to dealing with COVID. And I get that there is less players on a roster than like the NFL. And I get that there's different scenarios happening in, you know, each sport and everything. But if a player gets COVID in the NFL, he goes on the COVID reserve list and a game still gets played. Like, there's postponements where, okay, we move it back two games, or, I mean, two days, but it's still going to happen the same week. I think that we mentioned the taxi squad last week. That's crucial. Have more people on your team because we've seen in the IIHF, we've seen in the NHL, you get two or three COVID cases, and they're canceling games. Like, we have been living with COVID how long? Two years? Yep. Let's do something about it. Like, why are we just like laying down and just being like, Oh, one guy got COVID. So we can't do anything now. Like, no, you can still play. You've got 18 other people that have tested negative for COVID actually do something, actually play the damn game. Uh, so I think that the taxi squad is good being able to have more people with the actual team so that if there is a COVID case, the games can still be played. Like, I don't know. I feel like hockey in general has been so uh, handling COVID so poorly, you get one or two positive tests and the world is falling apart. Like the whole show crumbles down. And that's what happened with the U.S. yesterday. They had two positive cases and they had to forfeit to Switzerland. Yeah, it, it's it really just it, it makes no sense. It, it's 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 illogical what, what the, the NHL has done for the most part, what the IHF has done. They have worked together to just be complete jokes and it's really sad to see because this is the sport I love I want to make a career in this I want to work for an NHL team one day I, w- I would love to you know I would love to work for Team USA one day maybe work work my way up work for a smaller country that participates in the IAHF you know that, that'd be fantastic but like you know I, I can't not air my grievances out on this one because like they're just hurting themselves when, when they do this and I hate to see it because I, I just want these two these two associations, these this sport, I want everything to just grow. And when they're doing shit like this, it's hard for it to grow. And 
as people that play the NHL franchise, the Madden franchise, we do franchise modes and, you know, take over uh, GM powers and, you know, do stuff. And we like to criticize coaches and criticize GMs in the real NHL. We like doing that. But if we put ourselves in the spot of, you know, Commissioner Gary Bettman or the um, front offices of the IIHF, what could go wrong if you implement the stuff we're talking about? Like, make a bigger roster. What's the problem that would go against that? Travel's a little bit more expensive? I I know a big argument's the salary cap, but who gives a shit at this point? You you, you have to. The, with COVID cases over there, you have to revert to a soft cap at this point. Like yeah. you, you need that roster flexibility. Like just, like just make that quick change. The players would agree to it a hundred percent. And then the same thing with the hotel. What could go wrong with that? It's a little bit more money. What else? Nothing. Like all of the stuff that we're suggesting, and you know, we're early twenties, just dumb people that you know. Oh, I'm not dumb. <laughs> Oh, Jace isn't dumb. But, like, we're not super versed in, you know, everything that goes on inside of the NHL. And, you know, uh, we know some stuff, obviously. But I feel like the stuff we're bringing up makes a lot of sense. It's super simple. And there's no downsides to it. So how couldn't the NHL think of this? They just don't want to, man. Like, that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it really feels like. I... I they care about the sport. They care about the game. Of course they do, but they just, they make themselves look so bad. Everything they do, it's so, it's so disappointing. And the thing that is absolutely crazy to me, if anyone plays Call of Duty and you follow, you know, all that kind of stuff, everyone is shitting on Call of Duty right now because Activision, who creates Call of Duty, is just doing what they want for the money. As long as they're getting the money, they're fine, even if it's a shit product. The NHL, if they were in that same thought process, you said they don't want to, I would have to assume they want to make money. Mm-hmm. You are going to make more money if you continue to play the games. If you postpone games or cancel games, you're not making money. So I think, like, they're not even at the point of we want to make money, so let's cancel games because that's just illogical. That doesn't make sense. So yep. I don't know what the NHL is doing. I don't know what the IIHF is doing. They are just overlooking the simplest facts, and it, it's so hard to deal with because – we want to watch the sport. We were so excited for World Juniors. I, If you've listened to any of our last couple of episodes, like the excitement has been off the charts, and now we don't get to see it. We got to see the U.S. play one game. Mm-hmm. So it, I, we got, got a good performance on our, out of Connor Bernard, four-goal uh, game. So that was fun. Yeah, that was cool. But, like, come on. What are we doing? It just makes no sense. If you want to make money, then actually play the games. It's just it's just frustrating. Bring back the taxi squad. Make it a soft cap. Problem solved. Well, at least Maybe the, taxi squad, the taxi squad is coming back at least. So, like, right, but we're, we're halfway there. Wasn't it only like a, a brief period, like a two-week period or something? It's going to be extended to the rest of the season. Needs to I, don't know, I don't know if that was official yet. Um, I, honestly, I, I saw stuff about it being like trending that way. After us recording, it might come out. Um, but yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be that way. Yeah, and it was frustrating because as we were about to start recording, we didn't know the outcome of World Juniors. We knew there was gonna be a big meeting tonight where cancellation was on the table. But right as we were about to click the record button, Emily Kaplan came out and said 
she's hearing from Edmonton that it is canceled. So frustrating to hear, frustrating news that we got to bring to you. Uh, at this point, you already know about it. It's been a day since you've heard about it because we're yep. recording Wednesday. This doesn't come out till Tuesday or uh, Thursday. But really annoying. We'd love to hear what you guys think about the NHL, the IIHF, um, and some of the stuff that we brought up. Like, do you think that we're crazy and overlooking some aspects of um, the game that just would not work with some of our recommendations? Or do you guys agree? What would you guys do if you were the commissioner of the NHL or if you were uh, one of the deciding factors with the IIHF? We'd love to know. Go over to bolts broadcast on twitter and let us know all right chase well that's it we got to go to hockey name of the day now uh this is not a name i'm going to be good at whatsoever i can tell you that why um i can't tell like at first with the first name i thought maybe this was an asian name but the last name is making me think it might be like a uh finnish name so we'll just try it we'll go sisu uh, Liniemi. <laughs> nope. I'm not going to do the Y because I feel like it's silent. You got Sisu. Sisu. Let's Illy Niemi. Illy Niemi. Sisu Illy Niemi. Yes. Oh, so okay. our boy, Sisu Illy Niemi, is a 5'9", 165-pound center out of Finland playing in the Liga last year. So you're right on the finish part, by the way. But, nice. Um, last year he was on some draft lists. He was someone that... Had a chance to, you know, maybe be a late-round pick, but wasn't, like, jumping off the board. You know, in U20s last year, 14 points through 34 games. This year's only gotten five games. Don't know why. Um, but he was recently called up to the main finish, league, finish team. I'm assuming he got hurt or something, which is why he hasn't been playing. But, um, you know, so I would assume that he's healthier now. He's going to be maybe with the main finish team. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, he's still a young kid. Maybe if he can get healthy, he has a chance to – you know, do, do some damage in, in the league this year. Maybe he can be drafted. Maybe we'll see him on the World Junior team next year if they decide to have the tournament. Uh, who knows? Related to anti-Niemi? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just 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 because part of his name is the same thing as his last name. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're the same person. They got the Y, L, and I, and we're fine. Yeah, they're the same person. All right, that's going to do it for the show. Let us know your grievances about the NHL and the IAHF because we'd love to hear about them. But Chase is going to lead you all out with an outro. Yeah, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon Sports over there, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Get all the content you need between those three platforms on Twitter right there. Uh, make sure to go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts network there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. If you want to check out our blogs while you're at it too, that would be swell. Wherever you're listening, if you give us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next year. <laughs> Ooh, you like that joke?